0: If I was an athlete and I was scrolling through YouTube, what's a title and thumbnail that I would see and I would have to click on it? You start there. And then from there, you come up with a title and thumbnail. You think like, man, if I was a baseball player, I'm 100% clicking on that video. And then you go out and you build the video, right? Because people have to click on your video and then people have to watch it, right? Mm -hmm. So why are we... I, we've come from this sort of starting with the video, and then the video comes out Saturday, and on Friday, you're like, all right, what's my title and thumbnail? <laughs> you know, which, I, you know, I've even, again, I've done that, hit the plateau, figured out what to do, and made adjustments, right?
1: Hello, welcome to Creative Disruption. Um, I'm your host, Ricky Ray Butler, and I'm so excited for our guest today. It's Kevin Lang. Kevin, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for making time to be coming on. You know, of Kevin, course. you've been very impressive. You, you're a cross-platform creator. Where you're on YouTube, you're on TikTok, you're on Instagram. Um, you used to be on Vine as well, right?
0: I was. Wow. Good, good job. I, I would also I wouldn't say very impressive. I, I will say I've been, I've been getting by. But I, <laughs> I, was, I was on Vine. Yes, that is very good. Well done.
1: Well, when we met at VidSummit. I was very impressed with how you look at data, and I, I was impressed with the panel that you did with Cameron and several Mm -hmm. other creators and 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 so i i was really excited to figure out how to get you on this podcast because i think your way of looking at things is very interesting and and i mean the truth is you're you're trending up there upward consistently and so oh thank you
0: yeah i I love cam i I, anything cam needs i feel like i I got you guys i'm always down but i i do think the, the one thing i'll pat my back on is i feel like i I, at my level, the amount of following I have, the fan base I have, I've definitely been – I've done a great job at, like, monetizing it and making, like, a living and being successful at the size I'm at. I think I'm I've, I've, I'm very data-focused and also, like, I have a background in business. That's how I went to college for. So that – I've done a good job. So any small creators who's trying to find ways to kind of, like, you know – obviously while aspiring to get millions and millions and have a massive audience to make an impact but i think we're you know moving towards a space right now where it won't be like you know a finite number of celebrities it'll just be like a ton of people that have like their commu- little communities and people pick and choose which community they want to be a part of and i watch like i, Kevin I agree and I 100%. Know. Yeah, so how can you build your little community and kind of live off of that?
1: yeah well, content will be more diversified, and you know we're we talk about a lot like that there's a decentralization of content happening, and I think there's mm-hmm. gonna also be a decentralization of platforms, but there's two hundred million creators I mean that's that's a that's, that's a huge amount of people and, and and I think there's gonna be hundreds of millions of more mm-hmm. you know when when it comes to more localized creators or more you know specific niche, you know uh, uh, um you know that that creators can really you know explore it and and exploit and then as well as you know there's going to be other forms of global creators on different platforms in different places and so it's it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun it's it's never been more fun to be in entertainment than it is today in my
0: opinion. for sure there's just so many like i i you know at vid summit or vitcon i'll meet people this girl came up to me uh her name was savannah and she's like oh my god i love your videos like i watch you all the time um I'm on TikTok and I'm like, Oh no way, like like what's your TikTok? I'm thinking like like <laughs> oh I can make one with you, like let's 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 help you out. She had nine point nine million followers. <laughs> I didn't know I had never heard of her and I was like, Oh yeah, this is happening. Like people are building their communities and like if you have something you love, you can really go out and like build a community around it. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Well, and, awesome. and there's technology in place now where you can really contextualize that community as well. Where mm-hmm. not only do you can you see with like leveraging AI, like the demographics and the geographics, but uh, actually I spoke about this at VidSummit uh, a bit. You can actually like look at audience clusters and say, okay, this is like a neighborhood or a cluster mm-hmm. of people um, that's following me, and this is what they're interested in. And they're not just interested in anime, but they're interested in this specific type of anime, and yeah. That's very empowering, I think, to creators to be able to do that, and, and to be able to contextualize to that level because you can truly understand who's watching you, what their interests are, who else are they watching, yeah. and then how do you you know cater your messaging to the to the maybe the pockets of people that have the most engagement around what you do.
0: For sure, I mean, it, it's it's like the algorithm, right? It, the algorithm's job is to figure out what to serve to the people based on what they like and in a sense we have to be our own algorithms like it's funny i just opened snapchat like a couple hours ago i don't know why i hadn't noticed this before but it shows me so i can find it real quick a lot of data shows you like what other videos your followers watch who else they're subscribed to yada yada yada. but on snapchat now (laughs) i scroll down And I'm looking at my audience, and it tells me their top interests. Like I'm seeing like rock music fans, uh, 36 percent; baseball fans, 30 percent. I don't even watch baseball. Country (laughs) music fan, tennis and racket enthusiasts. I grew up playing tennis. I'm about to bring that back, you know. Yeah. So it's like to the point where now I can even cater my content to that specific audience, and then you know the battle of what I want to make versus what the people want to see. That's where it all begins <laughs> as a creator.
1: Well, no, that's, that's awesome. And it, it can help inspire you and, in, you know, different topics that you can be covering. And you For cover sure. a range of different types of content. Um, Kevin, how, how many followers do you have total across the board? It's, I mean, there's not really the number that matters, but. Uh, but that's um, a good
0: question. I, I don't know. I, I remember when I was trying to break a million across, mm-hmm. um, it's funny. It's funny because you're right. It, it doesn't really matter as much as you used to. There are people yeah. with a million followers that I, I have better engagement than. There are people with like a mm-hmm. hundred thousand followers have better engagement than me. So now it's really about the community. I know on YouTube I'm cl- getting close to 300k. That's this. That's been like I've been pushing for that. That's been tough.
1: But, but you're monetizing and you're doing it full time, correct?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing I'm doing YouTube full time. Obviously, I have like partnerships and all that. But YouTube. Mm-hmm. As of two months ago, I I relinquished everything else. I stopped merchandise. I stopped streaming, mm. and I'm just I have a sole goal of getting a million subscribers. And once I hit that, I will go back to diversifying into like other platforms. I felt like it's easy once you get to like the hundreds of thousands to start to you know play the game of let me do a podcast, let me write a book, let me sell merch, let me start streaming. And you mm. lose track of, like, the main thing. And I was in – um, me and a couple of the YouTubers – I don't know if you want me to name them. But me and a couple of YouTubers, we have these weekly Zoom calls where we kind of, like, share data, analytics, mm. what's been working, not working. And we have, like, people that come on left and right. And funny enough, Jimmy, Mr. Beast, came on one week.
1: I, say, and... I was about to say I know that he's done that quite a bit with creators. Yeah, yeah. He loves that.
0: Yeah. Um, He came on. And, you know what? Obviously, we talked a lot about CTR retention, all of of his favorite things. But one of the things that definitely hit me was um, staying true to like the the engine, you know, Mm -hmm. your car is going to have a bunch of different things from fuel pumps, exhaust, all that. But making sure the engine stays a priority because that's what's going to run everything else. And I felt like I had swayed away from my YouTube channel into my other things because once you get to that level, there's a lot of different things you can do, ways to grow, ways to make money, and you kind of, like, got to remind, remind yourself, like, this is how I got here. I need to keep driving that, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, the reason why I was asking what you're following is because I would say that you're probably monetizing and you've probably dialed in, not just, you know, being focused on growth, but also mm-hmm. turning into a business where there's creators probably triple your size that aren't even making close to the amount of money that you're making. And, and, and so it's, it's one of those things where sometimes people believe once they get 10 million followers or I'm, you mm-hmm. know, mainstream or famous, that's when the money is just going to come. But the truth is you have to model your business from the beginning to be sure. not only engaging and entertaining, but, mm-hmm. that, but, but in a way that's also monetizing your business and monetizing your content. And you're starting to see... Live streamers now that are figuring out how to make money with you know ten thousand followers or a th- or a couple thousand followers, not needing to have hundreds of thousands. And you have hundreds of thousands of followers across, I mean, mm-hmm. on YouTube, Instagram, and and TikTok. You, know, you, I mean, I guess you'd be considered like more of like a, a medium up and cover um, creator. But what, what's so fascinating to me is that I mean, as you pointed out with like Snap earlier, you're always looking at the data, and yeah. and you're always like figuring out how to do better. Um. And, and so thanks for sharing that story with with, with Jimmy. I mean, that's that, that's awesome that, you know, he joined oh, yeah. on that. No,
0: he's great. J- Jimmy is, <laughs> he's awesome. I'm friends with his brother, too. Uh, uh I don't know. If, <laughs> well, people know his brother. I don't know if they know his, I think they know his name. But he he had that channel, Mr. Bro. Mm-hmm. But um, his brother and I are very close. He actually um, helps me a lot with my, my other channels and uh, stuff like that. We work on a bunch of different things. But that whole family is just like, I don't know the brothers, but they're, they don't care about anything but making good content, right? That's all they care about. And that's what I care about. So it's easy for that for us to like become friends, you know,
1: and, and, you know, I mean, we we talked about followers. Um, What's interesting, you know, it really comes down to engagement and like human attention, Mm -hmm. right? Like yeah. I mean, how much attention you're really, you know, gaining and how much loyalty is is, is behind that. For sure. And what's what's interesting, you know, um, you know, being able to like leverage some AI and be able to like look at the data deeper and, and specifically unstructured data, which is like the, the, the actual content, including like texts and images, et cetera. But yeah. what we've what we've been able to find is that even with engagement, you have to be very careful because I believe it's seventy five percent of creators have between 20 and 40% fake engagement. Fake engagement? Fake engagement, and this is specifically on Instagram. And so basically, I mean, so there, there's these, you know, creators that are out there, and, and, and this is the thing, bots and fake engagement is just a part of the ecosystem everyone's going to have some type of percentage of fake engagement, whether it's on right. um, a meta platform or anywhere else, Twitter or wherever, like there's mm-hmm. always going to be fake engagement. It's just a part of the world that we're in now. Right. And, 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 you know, it's, um, and, 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 but like the truth is it's almost impossible for either a creator or like a brand to be able to look at like a thousand comments and figure out, well, what is fake versus real? Right, but where we're starting to see the pattern really come to life is like when we're measuring conversions when working with creators. That's
0: what I was going to say. And and,
1: and so there, there was one creator a couple years ago, that I guess, I mean, uh, was collaborating with a brand. The brand came out. A clothing brand said, "This creator, creator marketing or influencer marketing is dead because we worked with this person that has millions of followers and they only sold thirty-five t-shirts." Well, if you would have been able to look at the data better, yeah. um, and the engagement better, um, you would have seen that sixty percent of her engagement was fake, mm-hmm. and maybe you shouldn't have paid as much money that you paid. You know, and, I mean, and, and and so it's like one of those things where, you know, the creator economy is like much more mainstream, but like there's more content, there's more art, there's more creators, and there's more data than ever before. But like we have to be more sophisticated in how we look at that, and and so it's funny that that it's now starting to bubble up because of the the Twitter conversation, but. I wanted to take it back to that. Um, have you noticed creators out there that are big creators where just things are just not adding up? We're just sort of like, okay, they have lots of followers, but it just doesn't seem like they have a very healthy audience. How do you look at that? And 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 you don't without saying names. Having have you noticed that? Jake um, Paul,
0: no I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. no. Um, I, I I haven't noticed it as much. I know there's this. So I feel like we're about to enter this really, really interesting era, which is the era of like um, Internet famous people falling off and how they react to it. You know, we, we, we've we been in the era of like the social media giants coming and conquering. And now we're entering the era of like, OK, there's with TikTok, especially. They are new, a, a wave influx of new creators. And so with that, that means, you know, older creators are going to have to like step aside or whatever Fall off, And I, I would assume that the majority of, of the fake stuff is from those creators who are like holding on to dear life for the engagement they once had. You know, I see a lot of creators now, you know, I, I, used to see their posts on Instagram, it'd say like, I don't know, 35, 40,000 likes. Nice as liked by Ashley and others. You know, like everybody is like hiding their like counts because they're no. like, it's not what it used to be. And so they're afraid that it's going to like not be representation of like the brand they worked so hard to build. And I, I can't even imagine what that feeling is like as a creator. Like you're growing and growing and growing and growing. And like everything else, you're going to plateau. Things are going to slow down. If you don't innovate, it, it is going to be a shift. And I think that's creators way of like, trying to like, hold on as much as they can. But the reality is instead of like, faking the engagement or trying to hide it. There's two things I always say you need to be to to do this business. One is adaptable. Mm -hmm. Everybody was like, I don't want to post reels. It's messing up my account. It's okay, you gonna You're gonna just disappear into the abyss you have to adapt post reels. I went through the same thing. I was like, I don't know about these reels. I started posting it. My engagement went down. I was like, Oh my God, what am I doing over time? Like my reels, have actually grown my Instagram after it had a little bit plateaued. It's like anything else, you just have to adapt. And that's the only way to beat the plateau. There's no,
1: most likely there's a new feature there's probably some favoritism of algorithm, I mean, some other algorithmic favoritism that comes to using that new feature. For sure.
0: For sure. Everything is, we, we we are, we work as much as we don't want to admit it. We work for these platforms, right? Like if YouTube tomorrow is like, yo, now every video has to be five minutes. Every video is going to be five minutes. There's nothing we can do, right? Hey, we're not paying you no more. (laughs) <laughs> okay, well, I guess I got to go somewhere else, find a new job, you know. That's the reality of it. We have to adapt with the times, whether it's, um, you know, culture, culture shifts and new celebrities coming along, new trends, or whether it's the platforms I have to adapt, you know, for their bottom line, whether, you know, they have brands coming on and people are like, oh, well, I, I don't want to be able to, I don't want to cuss out, I don't bleep out my cuss words because it takes out the authenticity of my video. It's like, cool, you don't want to. Mess up the authenticity of your video, and YouTube doesn't want to mess up their contracts with their big brands. <laughs> Everybody has to meet a middle ground, right? You mm-hmm. can either like get with the times, adapt, and find a middle between your 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 I guess tenure in this business, or slowly but surely like fall off. I hate to say it, <laughs> you know, it's up. And like you said, like earlier, I'm. I think I have done a good job of monetizing my audience at my size because I've tried so hard to, like, focus on building my community and monetizing it correctly without mm-hmm. – it's just such – it's a balance. Like, I could try and sell merch every week, but that's not going to be – it's not going to last me. I, I'm not trying to do this for four years. I'm trying to do this for, like, 15 years and then maybe retire or something. Mm -hmm. So what systems can I put in place today to last me that long? Not what can I put in place today to pop off tomorrow? Because if Mm -hmm. you, I say this all the time, when I I was streaming, it's like I'm going off track here, but when I was streaming, we were, as a group, we were called the Camboys and we took over Twitch like no other during the pandemic. And it was so fast. I felt like how big we got and my parents always told me, you know, if something comes really fast, it can go away just as fast. And so I never wanted to pop off overnight because I knew like if people fell in love with me overnight over one video they saw, they could hate me overnight in six months over a comment I made or something. But if I build a community over years, that relationship is much stronger. And as things go up and down, I'll be able to navigate this, this space, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. it's all about community and consistency, right? Like For sure. viral videos or one hit wonders get forgotten.
0: Anybody can go viral nowadays, man. It's not even it's not even an accomplishment anymore. I, I feel like I, maybe I'm maybe I'm I sound like, a, like an <laughs> asshole, but it's so
1: 2007. <laughs> yeah. Going
0: viral is so easy now. The real the, the real challenge is like consistently going viral back when I was doing Vine. Man, you get a hundred thousand views, it'd be like, that's it. <laughs> I'm dropped out of school.
1: <laughs> like, I made it. <laughs> I made it. You
0: know. Now it's like, you know, getting ten million views is like, oh, that's viral. Getting a million views is almost almost standard. You know, it's, it's hard. It's tough out here. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, you no, know, it's it's great to see your perspective because you're in growth mode. You have very healthy engagement. I know we've collaborated with you in the past, and yeah, and right. um. And so it's very interesting to see your perspective on channels that have maybe hit their pinnacle or like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe like hit the top and they're maybe like are losing engagement, losing followers or lo- losing relevance, which is a really mm-hmm. rough thing to say. It is. Um, it almost
0: sounds like me. I don't know. It's hard. And, and it's, I will it's, say it's like
1: we're being shallow, like we're being, I know. being shallow over here. But and, like, and, and let me what's say a, this, what's like a better word for it.
0: I don't know, but I, I've hit that point. I've hit that point. So many. I platted on Instagram for a while. I just started growing again. Now, I'm back to plateauing. Same with YouTube. I had a big growth spurt one summer. And now, I've been at 287,000 subscribers for, I want to say, like, four months. Mm -hmm. Like, it has been plateauing for me. And so, I'm back to the drawing board and figuring out, like, what works. The good thing is now, I have a lot that I learned. Like, a lot of stuff I can apply to this Mm. this new plateau. It's like, I've been... I've, I've hit like six plateaus before. See, I've you know, never heard anyone
1: say it like that. And I love that. It's so like, so it's, a, it's about adapting and then being aware of the plateau. For I sure. Mean, like, I mean, what, what else does it have to look at? I
0: mean, at the end of the day, like the number one thing, right. is like creating the best content you can, but definitely know your audience. Like I think a lot of people, they, they're like, oh my God, I have the best idea ever. and It is, it's a great idea but they don't think of who they're making content for. Like, and I spoke about this at VidSummit. Is this gonna sound mean again? (laughs) I'm (laughs) I'm such a a coach mentality, but you can can have the best idea in the world, but if it's not packaged properly, nobody's gonna care. Nobody's gonna watch it. So it's like, okay, if you, if if you gotta think about it this way, okay, I wanna target athletes. Let's take (laughs) an example. Athletes, okay. If I was an athlete, And I was scrolling through YouTube. What's a title and thumbnail that I would see and I would have to click on it? You start there. You can even go deeper, like baseball players, right? And then from there, you come up with a title and thumbnail. You think like, man, if I was a baseball player, I'm 100% clicking on that video. And then you go out and you build the video, right? Because people have to click on your video and then people have to watch it, right? Mm -hmm. So why are we... we've come from this sort of starting with the video and then the video comes out Saturday and on Friday you're like, all right, what's my title and thumbnail, (laughs) you know, which, you know, I've even, again, I've done that, hit the plateau, figured out what to do and made adjustments, right? Just Mm. to answer your question in a circle. Oh
1: man. Do you think a lot of people that are like maybe like larger that maybe are just aware for the first time that they hit their plateau and they just don't know what to do about it and they, get a little desperate or I think
0: people who have been in the game long enough, people who are bigger than me and care about this, I think they know everything. I know and more mm-hmm. like hitting a plateau is it's just standard. Like it literally is just normal in anything. It's not just in our business, in any business where you whether you're selling a service or a product, you're going to get to a place where you're going to plateau and to make adjustments, change things up, try something. Maybe it'll work. Maybe it'll fail. You'll try something else and try to beat that plateau. Once you get out of that plateau, it's it's easy to ride the roller coaster on the way up. You know, the hard mm-hmm. part is holding on when the, the roller coaster is going crazy.
1: <laughs> uh-huh. That's
0: why a lot of times I, I I actually prefer talking about my failures than the stuff I've done that's successful because that's that's the easy part. The, the part like right now I'm on YouTube. I'm on a plateau, right? I just had a call with my editor this morning and you know we were doing these game shows that like used to do really, really well. They're still doing okay, but now these hide and seek videos that I've made before are doing really well. They're doing well in views and my CTR, my click through rate um, is much higher on my hide and seek videos, right? Which is a big mm. indicator for me. People are clicking on it. My retention for the last Eight videos is, is like 75%, 72 minimum, mm. 83 was the highest one. And, and I'm, I'm so strict about retention, so I'm very happy about that. And I'm like, cool, do we change? Like, do we just do hide and seek videos for the rest of the year? And I feel like my old self would be like, ah, oh, no, it's going to put me in a box. Mm-hmm. It's not a good idea. I should keep myself open. And my new self is like, no, nah. run up these hide-and-seek videos. Like, take advantage of this moment. Go play hide-and-seek in the coolest places with the best titles and thumbnails. See if I can break out of this 287K plateau. Because yeah. every hide-and-seek video I've posted has gained me more subscribers. Whether it's like 80 or 100, it's, it's worked. So instead of like playing the game of, uh, well, I have these other videos planned. I have this really super cool idea. I'm me personally. I'm going to just ride out the hide and seek, mm. get past this plateau, and by January, February, reevaluate. I'm not. So, I'm not these hide and seek
1: make... videos are getting higher views and higher subscriber gains.
0: Yes, they're doing like mm. on a... Like a
1: double whammy. Like, it's, it yeah, be
0: the retention's great, and it's it's cool because you know my my videos have a lot of other and that people love and want to watch. But hide and seek video is mainly me seeking. So the only really cost that come with the videos is location and getting like eight people to like go hide or something, which mm-hmm. I can try and make it enticing with some sort of prize or something. But I-, I told my editor this morning, it's so funny, I was like, let's just run up these hide and seeks and the ultimate goal is hide and seek in the White House. That's that's, that's,
1: <laughs> that's,
0: that's, that's what we're gonna get, try and get to, cause that- you, you scrolled through YouTube you see we played hide and seek in the White House I mean that that's if that's not trending I'm calling YouTube the next day
1: i <laughs> would have a big problem but you're retired you're, you're, you oh uh, yeah' no, I'd be,
0: I'd be like no way this this music video of kodak black is trending this this week and not my hide and seek in the White House. <laughs>
1: so i mean you gave advice you know on like what people should do is always adapt and like be aware of the plateau mm-hmm. what about smaller creators that are starting out that maybe have a couple thousand or ten thousand you know followers that mm-hmm. want to their their dreams might be to get to your size like yeah if they could get to a, you know a couple hundred thousand followers they, they might be just complete um um and obviously, you know you're continually optimizing your growth and making sure that you're you know getting to higher um, 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 followers and viewership as well. But um, what advice would you give to these creators starting out? Like for example, at TubeBuddy, we have over 11 million creators using our our, our platform By the way, I most love of them buddy. are small creators are you on Tubebuddy?
0: i am i'm a, i'm okay. a legendary on Tubebuddy. buddy oh, <laughs> okay great well, i love Tubebuddy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> awesome well what what would you what, what advice would you give to the Tubebuddy buddy community like these smaller creators that are obviously investing to yeah. in be data-driven it,
0: for sure you know it's I, and I will say this now. And if you're listening to this in a year or two, it might be different, right? That's the thing about this business. But I think right now there' are so many creators. The best way to stand out is to do the same thing repeatedly and to do it well, especially with TikTok. TikTok is probably right now the best place to build a new audience because people are just discovering you. YouTube, like, I go on my home page and I make the conscious decision to click on a video that I wanna watch, right? TikTok, I'm scrolling through and I'm being fed content. And I could name you the best three TikToks I saw today, right? But if you ask me to name you the name of the people who make those TikToks, I I couldn't do it, right? But they're certain TikTokers, this is guy, Coach Mel, he just makes these TikToks and it's him being a coach and he's coaching these players. Like, it, it'll be like the NBA Finals and he'll like watch film with the players and he does it over and over. So he's built an audience around that. And there's nothing better than discovering someone new because you saw a video that you love and you go on their page, whether it's YouTube, TikTok, and it's the same thing. Like, I just went down the rabbit hole. This guy uh, this is Jimmy Roller, on YouTube. He makes basketball videos about the NBA. I found this guy three weeks ago. He already has, I think, a million subs or two. But I ended up watching, I, I want to say, like, 50 videos in the last two weeks. Because they're all similar. So if you're starting out, find something you love. Make it as the best you can make it and just keep making similar content, make it better each time because you will build an audience around that thing. There's so many people who look for different things now versus going out and just trying to make just funny videos or random videos that will stick. Like you make a reaction video to like a Jake Paul fight. Cool. That video gets a million views. What next? Like what other video are you going to do? Unless you keep doing reactions to like Jake Paul fights, you're literally borrowing an audience for a video. The goal is to make your own audience around something that you can create consistently. So find something you really, really like and just do it over and over. Like it doesn't matter how many views it's getting the first week, the first month. Like for me personally, even at my my size, I don't make changes. I I make changes every ten videos. So I'll post 10 videos on YouTube, 10 weeks, and then I look back and I say, do we need to adjust thumbnails, titles for the next 10? It's so easy to get caught up in the instant, like the instant high of like getting a million views, just as easy it is to get lost in the five views whenever one video comes. You can't do that. You just have to take the average of X amount of videos and see what worked, didn't work, and improve on the next run.
1: That's what I would say, that's, but this is not financial awesome. advice. <laughs> that's awesome. My lawyer well, made me say that back to what your parents said, if it, something happens fast, you can lose it fast. Yeah. And you just, you know, gave a really good, um, give good direction on how to be consistent and how to make sure that you inspire people to binge watch your content. I mean, I didn't For even think true. about that. You know? Yeah. You're you gonna find like someone cool you and you just, the first video,
0: yeah. Yeah. You watch like all their stuff. Like, man, there's so many people I find that's the people I have found in the last year. Have been people that like I liked one of their videos. I went to their page, and I they, they had the same videos. I just found this uh, guy. I think he's from Barstool. He does the interviews. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has he got the long hair. He interviewed like um, uh, Aaron Rodgers, and he did like a, he he he's like super funny and dry. Did you see the one with Aaron Rodgers? I haven't. He, he'll ask him like <laughs> he, he asked him um how often are you like in flow you know when you're playing or whatever and he goes oh like 90 percent of the time and he goes is that a conflict of interest because you're with state farm
1: <laughs>
0: and the joke was flow from progressive
1: wait is this the guy with the mustache and the long yes. And the hair yes. <laughs> his yes yes i think that like is caleb or something oh yeah he's wonderful he's so hilarious he's so he's, funny he's- it's so one of the best I've, interviews out there,
0: yeah, the best. So I found that interview, and I go down on the TikTok page, and I just I've been watching every interview, and that's how I've been finding. I'm a new follower creators. now. I I, exactly. I literally just
1: discovered this this guy like I think last last weekend, and I. I just started binge-watching his stuff. Yeah, yeah it's it's that's what you did, right? You started binge-watching? I had a co-host, the guy that looks like me without a beard. I think he... Well, you're, he's you're, 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 you're better. <laughs> I love that guy, but you're better looking than he is. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. i was yes. a compliment, but thanks. <laughs> but so,
0: so you did the same thing. You find someone new, you end up binge-watching. Yeah. I, I'm trying to tell these creators, like, stop trying to make one-hit wonders. Like, just make the same stuff repeatedly right now that's really good, entertaining, maybe you'll make 10, they'll suck, and then you'll make 10 more, they'll be a little bit better. Then you'll make terminal a little better. And then when you have like 50 and the 49th pops and people go back and they see all the same ones, they're going to do what we just did. They're going to go through and watch a bunch and that's what's going to earn you a follow. Versus a one-hit wonder.
1: Mm, yeah, that makes that makes total sense. No, no that, that's amazing. Um what are your thoughts on you know Elon talk, talking about Twitter taking bringing back Vine. What are your thoughts there?
0: I mean, I started off on Vine. I was dear to my heart. I think it's tough, man. There's so many new platforms. Be real is out there. So I'm just trying to be more consistent. That's what I'm trying to do personally. But I don't know. All these ugh, Vine coming back, like. Snapchat Spotlight, Instagram Reels, TikTok, YouTube Shorts. Like, honestly, I think the only way Vine comes back and is successful, and by successful, I mean becomes the next TikTok, is if it's different. Because there's already Mm -hmm. too many, excuse me, short form platforms. There's just too many. And Mm -hmm. the only way I think a platform becomes really successful is it if it gives the creator the ability to be discovered. Like be real. I don't use be real. I use it once or twice. I have nothing against be real, but it's not a place where you can be discovered. Like it's just you and your friends. There's a discovery page, but like, you know, I, I'm, I love that everyone's being real. Hey, yeah. I'm all power to you. You know, I just kind of live in those moments. But, again, all power to the people who are trying to be real. But me, personally, I'd rather you go out and you, you make a banger video. I'll, I'll watch that. You in your car and it's your your face and the, the stoplight or it's your face and your lunch. I, I would not even watch that if my mom was sending me be-reels. I'd be like, Mom, that's boring. Why don't you go, like, give away $10,000 to, like, people? That, that sounds like it's going to be fun mm. to watch. So if well, I, I, by, well, I, wonder, I wonder good. if
1: TikTok is going to take over be real, um, just based on the community they already have. You
0: know, I feel like. And, this is and the you can dome, do a video now, too. I know. I just feel like TikTok put itself in a box. Like, mm. I said this two years ago. Everyone said I was. Can I cuss on this? Yes. Everyone said I was fucking crazy. But I said. I think TikTok is going to die, and he, he, here's my reasoning. TikTok built its whole platform on um, finding new people, finding like the funniest stuff, but when I started to see a shift was just like Vine. All the big creators on TikTok started making, before it was like a new dance comes out, mm-hmm. every, every TikToker talking about then. Over time, a new dance come out, and they weren't posting as much. All of a sudden, like Dixie was on a YouTube. She had a YouTube show on her channel. Yeah. Charlie was over with Duncan. You know, Bryce is on Snapchat or something. Like creators have to go where the money is, right? We're yeah. in this business. It's like a sport. We're gonna be in here in the, in the league for like maybe eight, nine, ten years. If you're a LeBron James, like you know Logan Paul, you might be here longer. But we have to maximize our income and the amount of time we're here and then try to like find At least that's how I see it. Find a way to set up for later. Sure. So people were leaving TikTok slowly for sure. That's the first thing I noticed. Second thing I noticed is people when I was at VidCon this past summer, I'd be in a room with seven people, eight people, and none of them knew each other. But they all had five million plus followers on TikTok. And it's because they were in different algorithms. You ever mm. find someone and you're like, oh, I've never seen this person before. You go on their TikTok, they have like but 8 million followers. It,
1: doesn't that make it interesting though?
0: It does. And it's because TikTok is content-based, not creator-based. And mm. then the third line I saw was, I, was I, I don't know if I can say this, but I was talking to uh, a friend of mine who, who I, let me say it differently. TikTok creators have a hard time converting. When mm. brands approach TikTok creators and it's like, hey, can you promote this product? Here's the link in your bio. The clicks they're getting are not substantial. When creator and TikTok is trying to sell merch, the merch they're selling, someone who has like 5 million followers on TikTok is selling as much merch as someone who has 100,000 subscribers on YouTube, mm. if not less. Because TikTok has built this world where I, I don't have to give you anything. Yeah. I, I just scroll and you give me the best videos that I want to see. Now when I'm trying to... So, so you're
1: implying that there's a there's less loyalty on TikTok?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. It's less. A hundred percent. Unless you're a top 0.1% TikToker, there's a lot less. Lo- and it, it's, not, it's not even a diss to TikTokers. It's like people who, for example, watch... I don't want to say myself, but l- let's see if you watch... Um, I have my, my friend, Sam and Colby, right? They make exploring haunted videos. Yeah. If you, s- every, every, i say every week they post a 30 minute video. Every Friday, they're in your house, in your living room, in your bedroom, and you're watching them watching popcorn for 30 minutes. Like, you build a relationship with these people. You feel like you know them if you watch them for years. If I stumble upon your TikTok which I don't even see the people I follow. I just see what the For You page gives me. Mm. Every couple weeks for like 10 seconds, my relationship with you is not the same. At VidCon, I would see fans meeting TikTokers versus meeting YouTubers. They would meet TikTokers and be like, oh, you're funny as shit, man. Oh my God, you're hilarious. I love your stuff. They meet YouTubers and they're shaking. Mm. They're like, oh my God, I've been watching you since high school, since... Middle school, you got me through college. Like your series on, like it's. Well,
1: it's this is not... the TikTokers talking about the YouTubers, correct? What was that? Is, is the TikTokers that's watched them in college, or was this just was fans? This their... Fans oh, okay. who are oh, approaching
0: right. TikTokers or fans mm-hmm. who are approaching YouTubers. Yeah. The interaction is completely different. Mm. They, they feel like they know you as YouTubers, like they've watched you grow. As a TikToker, when like for me the, Even the good TikTokers I watch, I don't have this. Again, I'm not making the conscious decision. On YouTube, I see a YouTuber I like. I decide to click on that video. I decide to watch it. I'm deciding to support you. And you're you're bringing me back to your world, which I feel like I'm a part of your world. TikTok, I'm not deciding anything. I'm being fed this feed. And laughing or oh my so, God, so, so. So it's cute. more
1: about the consumer than it is about the creator.
0: Yes, TikTok wow. is about the content. YouTube mm-hmm. is about the creator, and mm-hmm. that's what makes a difference. And I think that's why, although you know we're in this somewhat recession with influencer marketing, I think YouTube creators will always outweigh the other, other TikTok, not others, because streamers is a whole nother level of. Uh, it's I, I think even above YouTubers. Um, that's like the ultimate form of you know having a, a thousand true fans, and, and I feel like I'm well,
1: like streamers on Twitch or uh, on YouTube or or TikTok. I think any plat not TikTok. Or- I make, I don't
0: know. I, I'm not familiar with TikTok streaming, so I can't speak on that. But Twitch and YouTube for sure. You know, I when I was streaming, as humbly as I can say this, when I was streaming, I had a, about a hundred viewers on average right mm-hmm. which it's good it's not crazy you know i have friends of thousands like, it's not crazy but mm-hmm. i in march of 2021 i got to almost 11000 subscribers mm-hmm. um people can go back and do the math on that but that is absurd i think i was the 24th most subscribed person on twitch that month A mm-hmm. oh, 100 viewers like Ricky, that's crazy. That's crazy. I I know people with thousands and thousands of viewers who are trying to maintain 2000 subscribers. Mm. So having that strong community who will just ride or die for you is always going to outweigh having 10 million people who don't care and just watch you in passing. And if you can, that's why I think people are so caught up in getting a million fans, if you can just get a thousand true fans. A thousand true fans who will support you, buy everything you put out through everything. We can even do. do let's just do the math. You sell a hoodie for fifty dollars. You got a thousand true fans. That's fifty thousand dollars. Take out costs. Maybe you walk with thirty thousand. You do that twice a year. That's sixty thousand dollars. You can live off of that. Just selling one hoodie to a thousand true fans twice a year. You can yeah. easily do that. So focus less on getting ten million subscribers. And just focus on getting a thousand people who love what you do. The right subscribers, the right subscribers who support you and love you because they will they will sustain you. You know the same way I've been sustaining Netflix for all these fucking years by paying my twelve dollars a month. I will support the people and the stuff I want to watch. You know.
1: Yeah. Well, that's so okay. This is fascinating. There's so many different directions we can go in now. Um But um. Oh, pardon! I'll be right back. Hold on. Oh, you're good. You're good. You're good. You're good. Well, I to me, no, what's so what's so interesting um, about this is like you're right. Like it comes down to not just having a casual follower, but having the right follower or the loyal yeah. follower, or not just pushing for casual views or viral views, but the right views or the or loyal viewers. And 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 so we talked about like one hit wonders and 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 viral content. Now I've my company and I like have worked on thousands and thousands and thousands of like collaborations between brands and creators. Mm-hmm. And it's funny is we noticed early on, like over like, you know, 12 years ago that if a video went viral and got millions of more views than we were expecting, it didn't always equate to more c- conversions. In some cases yeah. it actually got worse conversions. And Sure. And we learned a couple of things through that. Like back then, when everyone would have a second channel, you'd always get higher conversions in the second channel. Well, why is that? Well, usually the second channel is shittier, <laughs> but but it had cre- it had followers that really cared okay, and wanted it. to see the creator from a different perspective, or mm-hmm. you know follow all the content that creator is going to create, and we would like drive crazy sales through that. Also, another like data point to look at. Um, as we were trying to, you know, help um, different companies not just you know get views, but you know, you'll <clears> get click <throat> rates and, and actually sell product.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: there was a couple of times where we worked with creators, and we realized if the brand talked about, I mean, if the creator talked about the brand up at the beginning of the video, it wasn't even close to the success they would see at the end of the video. Well, why mm-hmm. is that? And this was mainly on vlogs. The conclusion, oh, or like I guess, like the theory that we that we had is that people were so loyal to the creator they did not want to be interrupted with a with a with a sponsorship or a collaboration earlier on in the video. That early, <laughs> at the end of the video, we'd crash websites and we get no way, way higher. Way.
0: I don't, don't, I don't think it's you the case you know anymore. Why
1: that is? Well, I mean, the theory. Like I, I, was, I was actually working with a couple of creators, and there's an old school OG creator, um, Charles Trippy. I don't know if you remember him. Um, I mean, he had, like, the longest ongoing vlog of all time. So he was getting a lot of engagement, you know, about five, seven years ago. And, and he's, they're still growing in other areas.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think it's CTXC or something like that. I'll make sure I have, like, a little annotation that <laughs> has the right channel. But basically, he was one of the channels that also, like, you know, worked with the Shaytards way back in the day. Um, working with, like, those long vlogs, you know, what we saw is that um, people did not want to be disrupted in the middle of the video. Right. Um, they wanted to watch the entire video and if you had a call to action, um, uh, it, which means you could do it a couple times in the video, but have one at the end. But if you have a strong call to action at the very end, you'd get a huge click-through rate. Do, do you, you do know it, why I think video? that is? Mm-hmm.
0: So, I, and, and I've played with where I place my ads in videos and you know, I, Mr. Beast does a good job right now, which I, I've adapted, which is making mm-hmm. The ch- like a, one of the challenges, part of the ad, like I, I think I, I showed you, I showed Cam like a graph where the uh, the brand asked me to cut away and read pretty much the yeah, script.
1: You, you did show me this, yes. Yeah,
0: and it was like the retention, just like it was like this, and it just dipped and went back up, right? And so the video gets 100,000 views, and the brand's like, great, we got 100,000 views, and I'm like, no, you didn't. You got 30,000 views because only 30% of people watch your ad. Versus is another brand I worked with and they let me make it like where the video was still happening. So I was still hitting bullet points, but there was action going on in between them and it was flat, flat line. I mean 70% of the viewers stayed through the whole ad, which is the most important part. That's one way to approach it. In terms of the NCTR and I don't know, this is not financial advice like I would say, but I think why that works is because as a viewer, if I click on your video and you hit me with some fire, just fire content, like I am, I'm in love with this video. It's so good. When I get to the end and you're like, by the way, like, you know, check out this ad, I feel like I owe you something. I'm like, you know what? That was so good. I'm going to buy 30 Seat Geek tickets tonight. You know, like, it's more of a reward versus like, I, the best thing you want to do when you create content is to reward the audience right away. The title is, I spend 24 hours under a house. People click on that. The best thing you can do is re- reward them right away. Give them what they clicked on for. They clicked on you, being under house 24 hours. They click on it. That's the first thing they get for the first part of the video, whatever. It rewards them, and so they're more inclined to then... Wow. Almost like pay you for what you gave them by just checking out the sponsor, going to buy the merch versus they click on something. And the first thing they get is first of all, first they get the YouTube ad. <laughs> then they then they get the second YouTube ad. Then they skip ad and then they get the third ad from you. Yeah. It, you know, it's like now I've not only as a creator, as a viewer, have I given you. I don't know what you would call it, but like this much energy into these ads, mm-hmm. I almost feel like you owe me. So I'm now watching the video, maybe even less inclined to have like a good time yeah. versus the other way around.
1: Yeah, well, what we've noticed, you know, we, we call it the consensus triangle where, you know, the brand comes to the table with their role, with their mm-hmm. purpose. You know, it's they're, they're giving you the data, they're letting, know, letting you know what their objectives are. The creator comes to the table, you come to the table, you take those objectives, and because you've grown in a community based off of communication, you Mm -hmm. probably know how to position those objectives and those goals better than anyone else, at least Mm -hmm. to your community. And what we've noticed is when you reach that consensus, the data shows that the audience appreciates it, that you're not too disruptive, you're not distracting, Mm But, like, you've created good content and the brand has empowered you to create good content. And so you get a higher view to rate. You For get sure. a higher click right. rate. You also get a higher conversion rate. And, and yeah. so it, you know, it's, just, it's about not creating an ad but truly collaborating and integrating within the content and being a part of the story, not disrupting it.
0: For sure. I, I, I'm curious to see where it goes because I think now brands are starting to understand, like, let the creator create and we'll find a middle ground versus like this is how you're going to deliver it. Um, But I'm curious to see like where it goes next. I I really think. I I think that the future of this influencer marketing brand partnership thing, it has to be a coming together where it's not like a 30 second integration. It's not a six second integration. It's like a true partnership like, hey, I'm filming uh, the, a video called The Price is Right. And we're going to be uh, playing The Price is Right on my channel, which I, I need to do this, by the way. And, you know, the sponsor maybe is like, let's say, Amazon. And I just, we just play with Amazon products. You know, the whole video, it, it, you could say it's a sponsored video, but either way, it's still, it's exactly what it is. I, I think it, that's what we need to get to. It's like, me calling up a brand and being like, hey, I want to do a video where I spend, uh, I I go swim in every pool around the world, okay? But I I need to get there. Like Delta, could you you make this Mm -hmm. happen for us? And I just do the video and Delta is just literally helping me make the video happen versus me filming a video reviewing, you know, Toyotas and the sponsor is for like, uh fridges like samsung mm-hmm. fridge like it just it doesn't people will just skip right through that ad mm-hmm. you know so i think that's what needs to happen next but it's tough brands are always at my degrees in marketing so i'm always going to be a little bit on the brand mm-hmm. side like i'm team you know i'm team brand
1: there's probably like, an advantage in a lot of ways
0: for sure and i think that's why i've been somewhat lucrative because i i, I don't i try to not just make content for my, my audience, but also make content that brands can repurpose and Mm. use across any platform. Like I may not reach 10 million people, but with this ad, you can hit 10 million people and
1: it'll come. Well, so what's cool about that is we've done a study on that, just with a bunch of our own campaigns. Mm -hmm. And if the brand does re-leverage your content for like paid media or a commercial or other platforms, it's usually 30% better than what they're doing.
0: Yeah, for sure, because
1: in the bottom line, yeah, you
0: know, it's like I, I get I get so many screenshots. I, I have this this one with Amazon. They've been they've been running of me mm-hmm. and um, I get so many screenshots or tweets like I was on Snapchat. I just saw it, I just seen Kevin Lane. Like it, it, it makes you stop and watch versus like scrolling through TikTok and you see a spon- when I see a sponsored thing on TikTok. My finger swipes up so fast. It could be a world record. (laughs) Like, I just, like, immediately, I don't even give it a chance. But if if I scrolled up and I saw your face, Ricky, I'd be like, oh, whoa, wait a minute. I know that guy. And then I'm going to watch it a little bit longer. That guy looks
1: attractive and cool.
0: That guy looks really cool. (laughs) So then I end up watching maybe the ad longer. And then at that point, it's just about if the ad is good. If the ad is good, I'm staying through laughing my way. To the end, and then making a the decision. And if the ad isn't good, I'll keep scrolling. But either way, mm. your retention is up, you know. Mm. So I think that's the awesome. benefit. I, I, I would love to do that. Just make ads for brands to go use.
1: Mm, that, that's and the fact that it works in your content. That's, I mean, it's win win. Yeah, right it, it saves
0: me the the billboard space. I call my Instagram like a a billboard mm-hmm. space of like I don't want to have too many movie posts like billboard ads. I had to have my yeah. own stuff. So it saves me from like posting an ad on my my little city, but also yeah. like it still I still get to work with brands and like make stuff for them.
1: Sure, it's a good middle. Well, well so you know where I think it's going, I I, I mean I, I think I think brands now understand the impact that they can get you know through mm-hmm. the creator economy. For sure, but what they need to figure out now is how to scale it. Yeah, and and so they're going to need to scale how to work with creators over and over again. So it's not just a one-off deal, but it's an ambassadorship. You know, they're, they're more so collaborating. But you can't just get one spokesperson. I mean, I today with, as we talked about, different communities and, and clusters of people out there, or different algorithms, you need to you know model out how you work with a variety of creators long-term at the same time instead of just doing one and done, because that one person is not relevant to everyone. And not uh, everyone in your own audience or in your own, you know, in those sphere. But then two, the inventory exists now, Kevin, where you can have the impact of a Super Bowl ad every day. Yeah. The inventory exists. It's there. The, it's symptoms, there. the scale doesn't. And, and well it does, but there's only few and far between companies that can do it. And and so like you can truly I mean, so brands need to figure out how to work with not just you know the, a couple dozen or hundred that they work with every year, year over year, mm-hmm. but they need to go, go beyond exploitation to exploration. I agree. And yeah. and then from there, they'll be able to work with thousands or tens of thousands of creators because out of those two hundred million creators that exist, Nike can find a couple million that are relevant to them.
0: Yeah. No, I, I, I'm
1: pretty sure. I, I'm pretty sure that's the case. And and. Or at least a toothbrush company can do that. Everyone needs to brush their freaking teeth. Yeah. And, 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 but what it comes down to is you need to look at the right data. Mm-hmm. You have to have the technology. Yeah. Um, you have to build a model out how to build relationships at scale faster. For sure. But then what people don't talk about at all is the data-driven systems and processes on how to work with creators in an empowering um, way that that has impact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um. um, um I mean, it's data-driven systems and processes that make it so you are both balancing quality control Mm -hmm. as well as authenticity and making sure the creators are doing it their way, the way that their audience is going to receive it. That's not obviously gonna be hurtful to the brand. You gotta have those four things. Data, tech, modeling relationships, and data-driven systems and processes, or you're gonna get drowned in this huge crater ocean um, that, that exists today. Um, I, I also, I, I want to talk about, Yeah, uh, I, well,
0: I just want to add to that oh, point. Cause that was sure. so good and so true. And I really hope brands are listening. Like I really think for, for now, the next thing is, it's not the one-offs it's like, and the, an amazing example is David Dobrik and seed geek. Like, sure. That was like a long term thing and they built it out together. And I'm telling you like it 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 felt so synonymous and he made seed geek, seed geek so big, it, it's the way to do it. and it, the reality is because I, I think what brands need to do is just do that. Invest in ten let's say to start ten creators, some small, some big, but invest in them and make if you believe in them and they're you know the, it aligns, whatever. make them your creators and give them the resources to make the best content possible with your name attached, because one building that familiarity, like for me, I've, I'm on my second year of my Amazon partnership. It's like one of my favorite things. I love mm-hmm. it. And now to my audience, I'm just the Amazon guy. So when I mm-hmm. post a deal about Amazon it no longer feels like I'm doing another brand deal, it feels like, Oh, Kevin's hitting us with the monthly Amazon. Let's see what it is going to be the or- part of the
1: story. They're a part of your community.
0: Exactly, they become a part of the brand. If I make a joke about, like I, I had a video that wasn't even sponsored and my friend uh, mentioned a razor that was like Gillette or something and Amazon makes their own razors. So I like voice over Amazon over him saying Gillette in the video. And everyone thought it was hilarious. Oh yeah, because Kevin is the Amazon guy. So one, it's building that over time association. And two, if you work with these creators, You'll get to see the stuff that you don't get to see. Like, Mm. I I can come to the table and say, here's my data. Here's my retention. Here are the videos that do well, the ones that don't do well. Here's the title and thumbnails that work, my CTR. And so now brands can really understand, okay, that's why our conversion was like 8%. Oh, these videos do better. Let's find a way to raise your retention to like 70% at the eight minute mark. So we can place the ad, you know, at the eight like you, you work together and it'll give you access to all this stuff. You don't even know that creators have access mm. to. If that makes sense, I, I, that you, Ricky, that's the sauce. We need these <laughs> brands to like take creators and say, let's work together for the next two years and create something.
1: Well, the future of modeling human attention or getting in front of people is not going to be through interrupting. Or distracting, or 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 disturbing, or being disruptive. Mm -hmm. Um, It's to lead with consensus, Mm -hmm. and 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 to truly empower artists to create art, and then the artist will allow you to be a part of the art and a part of the community that celebrates it. Yeah. And and so that I think that's where things are going. I want to do. I do want to real quick. I know we got to wrap this up in a second. Oh no, you're good. good. I I, I, want to give you my thoughts on Vine and TikTok. So. TikTok, we actually have had a bunch of brands that we've worked with that have been able to convert well working with creators. Mm. Where I think TikTok will be successful, though, yeah, they need to level up on on their rev share. Yeah, if they can rev share. Um,
0: Do you hear about the January YouTube Shorts thing?
1: N- no. What's the January YouTube Shorts thing?
0: So starting in January, uh, YouTube. Oh is-
1: yeah, forty-five percent.
0: Yeah. So well, it, like, it, it won't, just be TikTok?
1: Like, yeah.
0: you know, it won't just be like, it'll, it, it'll, it'll be way more than TikTok, like TikTok would have to quite literally cut their revenue in half to be able to like, keep up with YouTube shorts.
1: Yeah. Well, the thing is, is I mean, I think they need to, I they think they're going to have to really their... dissect that organization and reevaluate everything because the truth is that platform is. Possible and it's successful because of the creators. Yeah, and 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 so I mean, I, th- I think they're gonna. I, I believe TikTok will innovate and figure out so. ways to pay creators more money. I know Meta is doing a lot of testing and are starting to pay out a lot of money to a lot of different creators as well. Mm-hmm. But um, but you're right. YouTube's just light years ahead uh, yeah, of everyone. And, and and, 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 uh, and very... I wonder
0: what TikTok will become because it was a place where you could be discovered. And grow a massive audience. And now, you know, it, it, I think it's still that place, especially if you, like I said, you do the same thing consistently. Mm-hmm. But sooner or later, I, I don't know how sustainable it'll become. I don't know. It, it's, it's hard because TikTok is the best place to find new people, but it is not the best place to really build a community and garner an audience. That's like what YouTube and streaming mm-hmm. do. They really. They take the, the 50,000 people you got on TikTok and they filter down like the 5,000 that love you and will ride for you. Yeah, And that's why people have like 5 million TikTok followers, but like 50,000 Instagram followers, you know? You think
1: it's difficult because it seems like everyone can get famous on TikTok?
0: I think it's hard because- And, 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 that,
1: and that makes it harder to pay out that many more people?
0: It's harder for TikTok or for creators?
1: Yeah, TikTok.
0: To pay out that many people? The thing with TikTok, first, I need to figure out the, the consistency. I mean, bro, I post videos on TikTok. I have a video from two days ago that has two hundred fifty thousand views. I have a video from five days ago that has five thousand views. Mm. What the fuck's happening here? Like, it's so ups and downs, lefts and rights. Like, as a creator, that's not sustainable,
1: mm-hmm. right? So, out of the
0: gates, let's say even if TikTok is paying me more. I don't even know what I'm gonna get. Every time I post a video, it's like I'm hitting the roulette table. Like I don't I truly don't know what's gonna happen.
1: Ah, YouTube interesting.
0: YouTube, I have I have a I have an idea of what I'm gonna hit, a minimum I have in mind, a potential for it to do even better. But I know I have X amount of people who are gonna see what I post. TikTok, I have,
1: have no so 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 TikTok has been winning the AI game against against meta, and it's mm-hmm. becoming one of the best I guess, places for discoverability, but you're bringing up a really interesting point. They're not maybe leaning enough into their AI around programmers.
0: Yeah, like yeah. I, I, I follow 60 people and I never see them on my For You page. I've never seen someone I follow on my For You page. Make it make sense, you know? Yeah. And, but that's why some videos pop off like crazy. Some videos like just Flop like crazy, literally next to each other, days a day apart. Same kind of comedy, same guy in the video. If if I was on YouTube and I made a hide and seek video and it got a million views, the next week if I make a hide and seek video, it's getting at least five hundred thousand views, like mm. guaranteed. It's the same people who loved the first video who are now being recommended again. It's hitting their their feed, they're clicking it. TikTok, you can make a similar video back to back and one will hit one will flop. Maybe both will hit the third one will flop. You truly just don't know.
1: But what about with shorts? Are you, are you seeing the better consistency with shorts than you are with TikTok? So
0: shorts is so interesting too, because I've been trying to post shorts like almost every week. I've been inconsistent here and there, but I have seen me personally, I've seen no growth. I've tried posting original content. I've tried posting recap for my videos. I've tried posting TikTok-like content, like relatable, funny jokes. And the most I've gotten is like 10,000 views. I've seen other creators who have like millions and millions on their TikToks, on their YouTube shorts. So for shorts, I'm, even trying, I'm still trying to figure it out. I'm, I, there's days where I'm like, I'm done posting shorts. I'm just going to make my YouTube videos. Shorts don't work on my channel. And I have to remind myself. Yeah. It's just like any other job, you know. See, I'm not going to... Sh-
1: on, on youtube i went from three thousand to 18.5 thousand subscribers ultra shorts within a couple months
0: is your channel new
1: ah um, it's a couple years old
0: hmm, that's interesting yeah i've seen and, a and lot so, of new i mean channels but very so
1: inconsistent well. very lazy you know we, i mean we don't you no, know, we're not as consistent as we should be but um i've to be honest i've been trying to figure out how to do this the easiest way possible yeah. to get good data points and interviews and Shorts seems to have resonated more than, you know, hour-long videos or even like 10-minute long videos. Yeah, in um, terms that haven't been able to get dialed in there, but with Shorts, maybe there's just not enough interview content happening. I don't know.
0: Are you, are you posting like 10-minute videos on that same channel, like longer videos? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, it's on this Creative Disruption channel. So, is it, every is it Saturday well? we have about a 10-minute video, they don't do well at all. Yeah. And like, the 2-hour videos don't do well either. um, um however, you know like the shorts do pretty well though those videos do well on the other like podcast platforms etc yeah. and i mean i only get recognized if i go to vidcon or v- vid summit but it's usually from industry people um or, or or creators but like but but with that said yeah i found that i found that interesting that, that shorts seems to like be, with smaller channels are making them grow faster yeah um, youtube so, is
0: pushing new channels a lot mm-hmm. right now so I, i'm oh, Funny, we have a meeting tomorrow with our yeah. YouTube Zoom people about shorts. Cause we're all like, yo, what, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> My shit's not working. <laughs> like, it, it, I don't know, it's tough. Cause also, you know, I see channels who have, who um, make shorts about, let's say cooking mm-hmm. and they get millions of views, but then they make a long form video about cars and the, the video does horrible. Mm-hmm. And obviously there are two different things. So it's like, okay, make sure your shorts or the same as your long form. But then like you said on your channel, even with my channel is I'll make a short that's just not my YouTube videos. Even if the short pops off, it doesn't necessarily grow the long form content, but it is going Mm. to change in January. Yes. Because (laughs) because in in January, not only are they gonna, the ref share will be different, but what YouTube is going to do now is, if let's say people like your shorts and have been watching your shorts, the next time they're on their desktop or on their main feed, they'll be shown your long form videos. Mm -hmm. So your long form videos will be recommended, uh, alongside, uh, people's homepage if they watch your shorts. And also, I don't know if you saw the new, the new shorts, uh, update from like last week, but now you can create shorts within YouTube, within straight from your phone off a video and Mm -hmm. on that short, you can click on the short, and it takes you to the full-length video. So let's say you you upload this podcast, right? Mm-hmm. And within the YouTube app, you make a short of this podcast of like this exact conversation. Yeah. Someone's on short watching it. It does really well on that short. They can literally just click it, and it takes them to the full video. I think that's going to be a game changer because now the idea of having five million views on a short and you know, five thousand views on a long form video won't be, it won't be really realistic because people who watch the short, hopefully, a good amount will convert over to long
1: form yeah. video. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna test that. I think that's very interesting. Yeah. Um, so, so if Vine comes in and like does this, I know you mentioned that there's too many platforms, etc. Yeah, yeah, I think it'd be tough. What, but I, I could be wrong. What, what, what if they come in and they say we're gonna give you seventy five percent of the revenue, of the vines? Yeah. Like, what? like, like, like if, if you upload, you start getting traction and like they're doing aggressive, like advertising, mm-hmm. um, would that be something that like opens the eyes of like a lot of creators where they're like, yeah. oh, we're going to go back to Vine because they're going to share. They're going to give 75% of the revenue to the creators. Of
0: course. Hey, I'm a believer in post your shit everywhere. If Vine mm-hmm. come out, no matter what they're giving, I'm going to repurpose my content on there. Snapchat Spotlight, I had friends who I, I just met <laughs> I just met a friend of mine recently. When Snapchat Spotlight came out, not a lot of people were using it. And if you mm-hmm. remember, they had this price pool, I think, every week, or something of a million dollars, and it was whoever sort of had the most amount of views that week or that day or whatever, they would get like a portion of the pool. And he was showing me and he was one of the first people to get on there he was making between 200,000 and 500,000 dollars every week on Snapchat Mm. spotlight alone. Mm. And it's because not a lot of people were on there. And so since he was a semi big creator, he just grabbed a lot of those views. So if Vine comes out and has a great revenue share and the audience is there, it's built in great. But you know, if you have 75% rev share, but there's only 5,000 people on using the app on a day to day basis, 75% Seventy five percent of hundred dollars, it's it's not bad, but you know, I can, it might be easier to go somewhere else. So direct share is great, but there's so many other things. Like, are people gonna op- wake up in the morning, open up TikTok, then get off TikTok, open up Instagram, get off Instagram, open up Twitter, get off Twitter, all be real notification just came up, gotta make my B Real. Ah, right, now let me check Vine, see what's on Vine. Oh, there's also YouTube. It's like <laughs> I don't know. I think I think I don't know. So, so, one of them will have to give, I guess.
1: Well, I, I think that we're just going to see more of it. And I think we're going to see more creators launching their own platforms. Um, that would be sick. So, yeah. I, mean, I think, I think that's, just, that's, in, 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 I mean, definitely going to happen in the, in, in the future, in the near future. Yeah. Um, it's gonna be easier to do that. Um, Kevin, this is gonna be the last question. What inspires you?
0: You know, as crazy as it sounds, I think it's these conversations. Cause mm-hmm. like I've always been a student, you know, I'm, my dad's all, my dad's like probably like eight hundred years old now, but <laughs> he he, uh, he always made a good he he got like he went to school for way too long, and he's he's had this thing uh, that we all kind of grew up with, and it's like always wanting to learn and be curious, and I love having these conversations. I feel like I learn so much stuff. I take away. I'm gonna take some of this. Go to my Zoom call tomorrow share some of the stuff I learned today like I generally just love I got to a point I think last year where uh, the love I have for creative like telling a story and the love I had for like figuring out like YouTube kind of just merged and now it's like I don't get if a video doesn't do well I don't get emotionally as attached to it I get ana- analytically Like, okay, what data points can I take from this and then improve it over here? I talked to so-and-so last week. They tried this, I'ma try that. Oh, I'ma try this other thing. Like, it's so fun. Like, I I try not to get caught up in the one video, the one moment, the high, the low, and just see it as like this journey of like, let me learn as much as I can from everyone, whether I'm talking to you, whether I'm talking Mm -hmm. to Jimmy, whether I'm talking to my mailman, Sebastian about like, hey, what kind of stuff do you like, do you watch? Like I literally, I just try to take everything and sometimes it is hard because not everyone wants to talk about YouTube and influencer marketing as much as I do. So I'm sure people are sick of me, but I think that's one of the biggest driving factors for me is just the curiosity of where this, this is going because there's no roadmaps. They're going to write books about this in 10 years in school like we're building it out that's one two my ultimate dream in life is to be a dad and so <laughs> i need to start saving money <laughs> <laughs> it's worth it and those are the two things that drive me <laughs> my, my unborn children <laughs> my curiosity <laughs> to be a better better storyteller
1: i can tell you're already a good dad that's awesome yeah. I, 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 have a, I have a couple of little r- rascals myself, and it's um, it's a lot of fun. I mean, uh, th- there's a lot of joy that comes with um, having kids. It's, I it's awesome.
0: Imagine. I have a puppy, and I'm like, this might be enough. Honestly, this is a lot of work.
1: <laughs> oh, it's different. Oh, it's, oh you, you think that's hard? Just wait.
0: <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. I, 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 I need, three years from now, I think, is is my – Right, we'll saying.
1: manifest this. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, manifest the money for the kids. Then I, I'll, I'll, I can do the kids. I need to. About the
1: <laughs> awesome. Oh, well, man. Kevin Legg, thank you so much. Appreciate yes, you. you. And thank we're going to have to touch base soon. And um, yes. everyone, thank you for tuning in. Remember to subscribe and to like these videos. And we'll talk soon. Thank you.